On this episode of We Are Horrify, we're discussing 1986's musical horror movie, Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me, Seymour! <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to We Are Horrified. I'm Cam. I'm Emily. And today, we're going to be singing the whole episode. La, 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 la. Welcome to We Are Horrified. It's like a Phantom of the Opera type oh, of thing. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Emily, how are you? I'm fine, Cam. How are you? I'm good. Uh, this is coming a little bit later than usual. We had to rearrange some things. We had a hectic couple of week, a few weeks, but uh, we are back in the saddle. Yep. Yeehaw. Um, this is Emily's birthday month, so all the episodes this month are picked by Emily. Uh, this month and one into February, Yeah, actually. because our scheduling, we had to, like, rearrange. So this, and then this, there's three episodes coming at you. Picked all picked, by me. Picked by Emily. And actually, our 100th episode was also picked by me. Yeah. So. I'm excited for that one. What do you want to do for our 100th episode? Can I sleep through the episode? Absolutely not. You know I love a good nap. You do love a good nap. Took one today. Oh, me too. I took a fucking... Pa- I took a great depression nap today. I took a nice, cozy nap. <laughs> you just passed out in your recliner. Well, I did watch Scream 3 and 4 back to back. And you watched Scream 2 yesterday. Yeah. Did you watch Scream 1 this week? No, I've seen that I've seen that enough times to know every beat. Numero Uno? Numero Uno. Um... Which should lead me into the question before we get into this episode. What are you are you excited to see the new Scream movie? I have seen tons and tons of posts about people going to see the movie, which is fine. I just don't want to see spoilers. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we're not going to see it in theaters. No, but, um, we're still not comfortable going out during the pandemic. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what's in store for those crazy kids. I heard very positive reviews. Yeah, like we see. Some stuff. Dewey Dong? Dewey Dong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know me. Expectations low. Yeah. Yeah. We're not... I've learned to keep my expectations low in the past few years with movies. Have you, though? I have. I mean, especially with Halloween Kills, I had oh, very yeah. low expectations yeah. of that. And, and it met your expectations. It met my low <laughs> expectations. Uh, still great series. Awful movie. Yeah. Um... But which one is your favorite of the four screams that have been out so far? The first one, obviously. Which is your least favorite? My least favorite is three. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hated it. I was like, can this movie please end? Yeah, I didn't watch three and four with you. I you was, watched a little I was bit of four. Putzing around the house. I saw enough of three and enough of four yeah. to say that three is worse than four. Uh, four is my second favorite. Oh, more I really than like two. four a lot. Yeah. Um, and then two. And then, like, growing up. When these came out, that's like we we had the VHSs of the first one and second one at mm-hmm. my house, and we would just constantly watch. Yeah, them. the first time I saw Scream was at your mom's house. Yeah, her older house. Yeah. Um, so those two have a special place in my heart, but four is a lot better than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that's the Scream episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but 
so what are we talking about today, Emily? We're talking about Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. baby. The only way I can get you to watch a musical That's with not me. true. Yeah, That's you'll watch Fiddler true. on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof and what else, what's another... Cannibal the Musical I watched. I used to have that on DVD. Is that a musical? Yeah, it's by the guys from South Park. Oh. It's okay. It's a one and done type of thing. Um, but no, theoretically, I'm not really a fan of musicals. Why? I don't know. Like, they're fun. I really enjoy this movie. I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Well, maybe dig deep into that and figure it out. You know what because... I think ruined it? Sweeney Todd, because I hate it. Oh that my god, movie. get over it. That was one movie. <laughs> no, There's not... so many fucking musicals. That's not why. You're bad. You have bad taste. I don't have bad. Well, yeah. you did tell me I have a taste of the taste of a rat, a palate of a street rat. When did I say that? When I was talking about food, I liked. Did I say that? Yeah, you've, you've said it before. Yeah, I think you said that. Well, rats eat a lot of things. Yeah, they They do. like pizza and bagels. That's and me. I'm a rat boy. Anything you can get in New York. <laughs> um, do you want to get into it? Do you want to? I don't do think wanna... I've said that. You have. That doesn't sound That's, like it me. It seems like something I've shared with the world after you said it. Mm. Um, do you want to? Do you, why did you pick this? Let's go. Let's do that first. I've then... always wanted to see it. Okay. So and you... I love. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. And this is the first time you've seen it. Correct. Now, in my in middle school, my brother played the bass in his middle school's, in the pit, in his middle school's production of Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh. I don't know if I attended, okay. but clearly I don't remember anything from it. That's okay. Um, Steve, if you're listening, she apologizes. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that, so, I... Th- believe i don't believe i've seen this in full either until this time i did i think i remember seeing parts with steve martin the parts with steve martin I oh think. yeah those are a trip uh but other than that this yeah i haven't seen this interesting so because you, you hate musical it? i don't hate musical i do hate musicals but you know whatever do you want to get into it yeah go ahead all right so this is little shop of horrors from 1986 mm-hmm Directed by Frank Oz. Yeah. Yoda. Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah, Miss Piggy. Yeah. Um, Do your Miss Piggy impersonation. Oh, Kermit. It's written by Howard Ashman. And it's ba- or the screenplay is written by Howard Ashman and it's based on the musical by... Was it Howard Ashman? I I don't know. It's, very, it's based on a musical that's yes. based on a movie. No, well, this is based on the movie that's based. No, that's based on the, the musical based, based on the on movie. The movie. Yeah. So this is a movie based on a musical based on a movie. Yes. Who was done by Howard Ashman? I believe. I don't know. You keep saying Howard Ashman. Um, like I know who that guy is. And it stars Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, I just lost my notes. Steve Martin. Steve, yes, Rick Moranis, Steve Martin. Uh, Ellen Green, mm-hmm. and the voice of Audrey Two is Levi Stubbs. Stubbs. Oh, uh, and Steve Martin. I mentioned. I him said before. Steve Martin. And two girls from the Martin Show. Yep. Did you get their names? I have it here. It's Tashina Arnold. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Tisha Campbell. Yep. And to round out those three is Michelle Weeks. Yep. Because they're a big part of the... Yeah. They all start, like, the the songs and... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
why don't you go ahead and give the uh, synopsis? A nerdy florist finds that his chance for success and romance with the help of a giant man-eating plant who demands to be fed. That's a pretty succinct uh, description. Yeah, and Wikipedia gives a pretty clear-cut uh, thing, a timeline of what this is. So the 86 film is an adaptation of the 1982 off-Broadway musical by composer Alan Menken and writer Howard Ashman, which is itself an adaptation of the 1960 film by director Roger Corman. So there you go. Maybe if you got off of IMDb and onto Wikipedia. Well, IMDb is usually the better source. It's just so convoluted on there. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to <laughs> use your brain. I wanted to have the right information and I failed. Yeah. But anyway, how do we start this bad boy out? Well, we have some text. Um, or is it text or is it just... Uh, I don't remember. But <laughs> I wrote down this. On the 23rd day in of the month of September, in an early year of a decade, not too long before our own... The human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat to its very existence, and this terrifying enemy surface, as such enemies often do, in the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. Yes. And we get some shoebop, shoebop, doobop, shoebop, um, and we see uh, the we get our first uh, shot of our trio of girls. Yes. Who are singing um a, the title song, Little right. Shop of Horrors. And, and they're considered the Greek chorus. Yes. That's what they're called. They're called a Greek chorus. Is what It's it kind of like they tell the audience kind of like what's going on through song. Yeah. Yeah. It's They do the same thing in the Hercules Disney movie. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> that's how I know what that is. So you'll watch those movies, which are essentially musicals. Oh, yeah. You'll you ever, watch an animated musical. Have you ever seen Hercules? The movie fucking slams hard. But what's the difference really between that and a regular musical? Nothing. So why would you watch that? Because I have a child. I, why I have, won't, a, why I have won't, a childlike sense of wonder. Why won't you watch West Side Story with me? Oh, I watch West Side Story. Oh, now you'll watch West Side Story with me. Like the I other said, night I, like, I said, "Do you want to watch West Side Story?" And you went. Bruh, bruh, bruh. You said, "Do you want to pick up in the middle of it?" Oh, after... it's not a hard plot to follow. <laughs> you watched half of it. You it's wanted... basically Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Barf. Is that really the noise you want to make on this podcast? That was a disgusting noise. Let's continue. <sighs> so, um, the the our little Greek chorus mm -hmm. goes into a flower shop, and um, they go downstairs, and we see our hero Rick Moranis. Yeah, looking like looking like a choice nerd, and he's trying to reach something something on a top shelf, and he knocks a bunch of shit over. Yeah, and we. Then he turns on the radio and we hear a news report about it, how there was an unexpected total eclipse of the sun. A total eclipse of the heart. Um, and we, so... Fit, fun trivia fact, total eclipse of the heart? It's about vampires. Of course it is. From a musical about vampires. Ah, what musical? I don't remember. <sighs> <laughs> So we see a, a very um, busty gal yes. walk into work, and this is Audrey. Yes. And how does she talk, Cam? She talks like this. Hi, Seymour. I sort of sound like Amelie. Hi, Seymour. Hi, Seymour. She has sort of like a little lisp. It's very cute. Yeah, Ellen Green is very cute. Hi, Seymour. And I'm going to talk like this. Right she's here. got a black eye. Yeah, this... Okay, so this whole underlying issue... Or this whole underlying story of her being beat by her boyfriend, I didn't need this. Yeah. And she didn't need this either. But, yeah. like, 
Um, it took it took me out of this movie. It dropped it definitely down a a, a star grade because you could have I don't know he could have just been a dick instead of been a a woman beater or yeah. a, a person who beats people. Well, in this general. is supposed to be the fifties, and they were I guess beating on everyone, bebopping and scatting on and in everyone. So we find out that um, this is Mushnick's flower shop. The boss is Mister Mushnick. Yes. And his two employees are Audrey and Seymour. Seymour! And we see Seymour come up from downstairs and he just drops a bunch of terracotta pots. Yeah. And Mr. Mushnick starts to yell at him and Audrey's like, Don't yell at him. He's doing a good job. Good job, Seymour. Um, and then we get a nice little song about living in Skid Row. And so this is like the skid row of their area. Yeah. They're living in the, um, you know, the the rougher part of town. Yeah, and Sebastian Bach's there singing 18 in life. I love Sebastian Bach. He's kind of a dick. Oh. Um, that was my skid row band reference. And, I used to have that cassette tape. It was so good. And um, we see that uh, Audrey joins in the song about how, and she sings about how men are no good. Which is a fact. Yeah. Seymour joins in the song about how he's always been poor and an orphan. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm Rick Moranis. And, Mush- oh, and Mushnick gave him a job and a bed, but he treats him like a slob. Yeah. And... So he lives down in the basement, right? Yes. Yeah. And they basically, Seymour and Audrey are saying they would do anything to get out of Skid Row. Yeah. Um, and he kind of... It's not really present but he kind of has a thing for audrey it seems. yeah i mean who wouldn't she's got these big old bazooms oh man those jug- those like- juggalos um and so we see the three flower shop guy employees sitting around commiserating about not selling anything. about having no business and the boss is like i'm gonna close the shop and seymour's like well what if we take the shop in a whole new direction and audrey's like go get your strange plant seymour and <laughs> And he comes up with this big fucking weed plant. No, he comes up with this little plant with a like a bud looking. Yeah, it's like it, it looks like a seed, like a, the shape of a seed. And um, we see that. Oh, hold on, I just gotta get Livy. She's being a goober. Come here, Liv. And uh, he he brings it up. And he's like, I'm afraid it's not. I'm afraid it's not feeling well today. Oh, I'm afraid it's not feeling well today. Um, and he's named it Audrey too. Of course he does. And he says he thinks it's like a fly trap type of plant. Yeah, because if you look at it, it has sort of like lips. Almost. Yeah, but he can't identify it in any of his books. Yeah. Um, and he's like, we should display it in the window. Yeah. And Mushnick is like, it won't do anything for business. But they put it in the window. And as soon as it's in the window. <laughs> this guy. Fucking Christopher Guest walks yes. in. Yes. And we we just watched. Uh, Emily, I watched Spinal Tap recently. And it was Emily's first time watching the whole thing. Yeah. And we can see why Jamie Lee Curtis married this guy. And that's that's what she said when she saw um, David Spinal Ga- Tap yeah. in theater. She she looked at David Guest and said to her friend, "I'm gonna marry that guy." And she did. Yeah. Dreams come true, guys. Um, you just point out someone you want to marry and say that's who it's gonna be. Yeah. I want to marry Naomi Watts. Keep dreaming. I told you she's with Billy Crudup. Yeah, he's gonna keep her. Um, or she can keep, she can keep him. He's all right. Uh, so a man is like the man who comes in who's uh, Christopher guest is like, what's up with that strange ass plant? 
And he's like, I was walking by and I saw this plan. And Seymour's like, well, during the total eclipse of the sun last week, I was going by the wholesale flower market. And there's this guy who usually sells him seeds, but mm-hmm. there was nothing interesting today, that day. And then the the total eclipse happened and there was this weird humming. Yeah. And there was an, and after the eclipse ended, there was a new exotic Did plant. it shoot lightning down? Yeah. yeah shot there lightning, was like lightning down. Shot yeah. down. But he didn't see that. Yeah. He, see, it was behind him because he was we, walking away. We, as the audience, saw it. Yeah. But Seymour did not. No, he did not. So the man's like, great story. Can I buy $100 worth of roses? And then all of these people start coming in. And business is booming. Yeah. Um, so. Mr. Mushnick. 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 Mushnick is like, Seymour, you saved the day. <laughs> and he's very excited. And he's like, let me take my two employees out to dinner. And Audrey's like, I can't. I have a date. And uh, Mushnick's like, you shouldn't go out with the no good man. And Audrey said, but he's a rebel and he makes good money. And he's the only fella I got. Are you going to do this voice the whole episode? I might. Okay. And <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and Seymour's like, well, Mushnick, are you and I going to go out to dinner together? And um, and just as, that, just as he says that, the Audrey 2 plant starts to wilt and Mushnick's like you're not going anywhere you have to tend to that plant yeah. so poor Seymour doesn't even get dinner yeah um well, I'm sure there's some like hot pockets downstairs did they have hot pockets in 1950 I don't know um they have calzones it's like a big hot pocket <laughs> so we see Seymour in the uh basement with Audrey too right and he's asking he's like trying to find out what the plant needs because he and he sings this song about how he's um given her water and food yeah. and what does water she and food. what does she, what do you want from me blood yeah and then he pricks his finger and he cut by accident yeah. on a thorn and he's sucking on the cut like and then what does the plant do the plant starts going <laughs> and making a kissy kissy look can i can i pause real quick yeah and say something I don't think we're going to do this movie justice unless you sing every song that's in it. I can't, Cam. The people, I'd I'd get a record deal. My head would get so big. Mm, Yeah, you would get a swelled head. Yeah. Um. (laughs) The songs are really good. I really do enjoy the songs in this. They're they're funny. They're catchy. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it's made me want to watch a couple more musicals. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you that much. uh Not Sweeney Todd. I'm not going to make you watch Sweeney Todd. If you Sweeney put Sweeney Todd on, I'm going to punch my TV because I hate Johnny Depp. No, no offense. Why would we watch Sweeney Todd? That's I don't want to watch that. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> he realizes that Audrey too wants blood. So he puts... Um, She's out for blood. He puts a few drops into its mouth and Audrey too is loving it. She is all about it. And... So Seymour runs upstairs and Audrey too starts growing. She's busting out of the Maxwell coffee can. Yeah, we forgot to mention <gasps> she's been in this Maxwell coffee can instead of like an actual like. Um, cause you're just a little. Yeah, it's just, just a little, little guy. guy. And uh, <laughs> and it starts growing bigger. Um, so then we see, um, we get to a radio station and it's uh John it, Candy. It's John Candy and it's like uh, Wink Wilkerson. With his weird show or yeah, something. Yeah, so there's people sitting around. They all have, like, 
a weird thing that they brought to this radio show. Yeah. And Audrey too is much bigger and has like a blue tinge now. Yeah. And Seymour's there with it. And we see this scene where um, he's waiting to, he's supposed to go on next. And this woman comes up to like the producer yeah. and she's like bending over to talk to the producer. And Audrey too, like tries to bite her butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we've all been there yeah no that's that's harassment and assault don't don't do that so he gets on air with wink wilkerson who's john candy yes. like you said and this movie is a star-studded cast it is i forgot how many people like i knew there was going to be some big names in it in yeah the, from the comedy world but i forgot how many there were yeah and um he tells wink about the the plan and the total eclipse of the sun and we see uh while he's on the air it cuts back to the mush next flower shop and there's a bunch of audrey two signage in the door and um we see mushnick and audrey the first yeah. locking up and when um Audrey is leaving. She's got her arm in this cast or a sling, yeah. and the trio of girls, the Greek chorus, Greek, yeah. tell Audrey she needs to dump the man and date someone who would protect her, like Seymour. Yeah. Um. So Audrey's like, "Oh, Seymour and I are just friends. I don't deserve a sweet, considerate man like Seymour." Yeah. I'm pretty sweet. <laughs> and we see, we go to her apartment with her and she sings a song about how she she's dreaming of a place she and Seymour could be together and a simpler life of suburbia. It's basically, so it's, yeah, it looks like a scene out of uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. You know, that, that community kind of like cul-de-sac, cul-de-sac type of life where all the houses look exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, or uh, Stepford-wise. Stepford, yeah, yeah, or Stepford-wise if we want to get into the horror. Oh, um, so we didn't realize that her arm was in a sling, though, until she no, mentioned it. because it's, it's literally just like a silk handkerchief that her arm's in. Or like a mesh handkerchief. It's lace. Yeah, it's lace. Sorry. That's, that's <laughs> the word I was looking for. Um, so we see, uh, our Greek chorus singing again about how Seymour is having fun now, mm -hmm. but Seymour is sitting in the basement with the plant sucking on his fingers and he's got all these bandages yeah, on yeah. his fingers oh i can't give you any more blood <laughs> so we see tons of people going in and out of the flower shop yeah. and audrey too is huge yeah she's so she's almost touching the ceiling yeah and seymour is exhausted because he's going through blood like nobody's business yeah. and he gets yelled at by mushnick because he forgot a floral arrangement for mrs shiva and he says it's their most important account. So, and it's for a funeral. Yeah. Um, so, Seymour goes to Audrey, who helps him make the arrangement. And Audrey tells Seymour that he should raise his expectations of himself and treat himself to some nice clothes. And she's like, I could help you pick some things out. And he's like, oh, how about tonight? And she's like, I can't. I have a date. <laughs> um, it's like she's right here. In I know, house. right? Is she still alive? Yeah, I believe okay. so. Um, so Mushnick, after she gets the um, arrangement done, they're kind of done for the day. And Mushnick tells Audrey she needs to get a new boyfriend. What kind of man drives a motorcycle with a leather jacket? And Audrey's like, he's a professional. 
Um, and this is where we see Steve Martin. Yeah. With the and, fucking greaser hairdo. And with this, like, sh- shitty, gr- like, not grin, but, like, the smirk on his face. Yeah. Like the, and he's riding, you can tell he's riding in front of, like, a green screen oh, yeah. or whatever. But, like, he's riding this motorcycle, and he's supposed to be this badass. And he's a dentist because he's basically, um, a... Sadist? Sadist. He's a, a sadist, yeah, sadist, and he's always been into causing things pain. And a dentist is perfect because he's supposed like dental work is painful. Um, and because dentists are just sadists with newer magazines. Or yeah, what is that from Seinfeld? Something like that. <laughs> um, but the best part of his he does a song, and the best part of the song is when the uh, the trio of girls go here he here he is folks the leader of the plaque which is a play on the leader of the pack i laughed uh very good i had a good um the best part laugh they don't this isn't i'll, I'll say when he comes out because it's at his dentist office where it's pretty funny what happens um, so i'll wait till we get there so we see seymour emptying vases at work and he hears laughing outside. And Audrey lives in the apartment just across the street. Yeah. Um, and he sees the dentist zooming around on his motorcycle. And he parks it. And um, he does. And Seymour is. He's outside emptying yeah. the vases. And he tells. Um, he tells the dentist he can't go into the shop because they're closed. And um, the dentist's name is Oren. And he does something. He. Huff some nitrous oxide. Yeah, he's doing this throughout the movie, like just huffing this nitrous oxide. And Audrey comes out and she introduces them. And this is where we get Oren already being just super rude yeah. to Audrey. And he looks, Oren looks at Audrey um, and he's like, you need, you have to train women. And he gives Seymour his card. And then he does some more nitrous before driving off with Audrey um, on his mic, on his motorcycle, yeah. and she's sitting side saddle because she's like wearing a dress, right? And I feel like that's not safe, um, especially with this guy. Yeah, he's nuts. Um, but he played Steve Martin plays a really good creep, really good. Yeah, he he's good in this, and it's over the top, which it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed um, to be. So Seymour goes inside and he starts telling Audrey too, who he calls Tuzi, um, about his woes, and this is where we get. Audrey to talking for the first mm-hmm. time and he says feed me feed me Seymour and C- Seymour's like bro I can't <laughs> I, I literally am bone dry I have no blood left he's like I can pick you up some sirloin and Audrey too's like it needs to be blood and it needs to be fresh and then Audrey breaks into song um like if you feed me Seymour I can grow up big and strong yeah. and Seymour's like am I supposed to kill people and Audrey's like, it'll ma- I'll make it worth your while. And the, so Audrey too says, if you um, if you kill people, I can get you what your hearts desire as long as you keep feeding yeah. me. So Seymour's like, mm, I don't know. And Audrey too's like, you didn't have anything until you met me, right? And think about Audrey. And then Audrey too's also like, some people deserve to die. <laughs> and. I'm not going to say Audrey 2 is wrong. Yeah, so then Seymour's <laughs> like, I don't know anyone who deserves to get chopped up and fed to a plant. I do. Audrey, I can name three off the top of my head. And Audrey's like, Audrey 2 is like, sure you do. And points him to the window where he sees Oren pull up with the uh, with the motorcycle. And Audrey, he's yelling at Audrey for yelling, falling off the motorcycle and messing up his hair. Yeah. And he starts to hit her. 
And Audrey... Well, they go inside and he starts to hit her. Yeah, and Audrey and Seymour are like, Orin looks like plant food. Um, so it's the next day at the dentist's office and we meet Arthur. And he is... Bill, Bill Murray. Oh, sorry. Murray. I was, sorry. I was I... going to go into why I like this scene. Okay. Okay, so before we meet Bill Murray, we get Orin going to work and like he's... Is a song when he's going. He, it's there's a song, isn't there a song there? He's uh, the, the funny thing is he's wearing these motorcycle boots with his dentist outfit. Like he's wearing his dentist outfit under his jacket and everything. Um, no, there's not a song. Uh, the song was before when he was on the motorcycle yeah. and when he was talking about pain. That was yeah. before. Okay. So what do you want to say about it? I just like that he's wearing these motorcycle boots. That's it. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. This dentist wearing motorcycle boots. That's what you wanted to say. I, I wish I didn't. I mean, all right, but. Should I cut that out? No, <laughs> I think everybody deserves to know that that's what you wanted to say. Well, uh, and also the fact that he's bebopping and scatting around this whole place. He is. And so at the dentist. I'm all- sorry. I like my dentist to be full of laughter and joy and merriment. He's not full of joy and merriment. Well, to him it is. He's full of sadism <clears throat> and nitrous oxide. His favorite song is Venus and Furs. Um, so we see Arthur, who's played by Bill Murray. What? <laughs> Nothing. What? I thought it was pretty funny, that joke. I don't get it. You don't know? The Velvet Underground song, Venus and Furs, is about sadomasochism. It's oh, about, I thought you were saying it was about, like, dentists. No, it's about the book, Venus and Furs. Oh. By Leopold Masach. Oh. Now, now you ruined it. Good. <laughs> so, um, no, Ar- why don't you put that can I, can cap, I, cap on a little harder? Can I say what fucking Arthur says? Can I get? Can I get okay, through this? Yes, Arthur is Bill Murray's character. I'm gonna pelt you with my diet coke. <laughs> um, and he says he needs a long, slow root canal. Yeah. And he's like doing that thing where he's not quite sitting on the chair. He's like. He's crossed, he's crossed, he's like sitting up cross, with his legs crossed on the chair. No, he's, no, even more than that. He's squatting on the chair. Oh, you're right. But he's like on the chair his with feet his, his are legs on, are on, the, the, yeah. on the seat of the chair. I got you. Um, so. He's very childlike. He's very excited for this root canal. Yeah. And he gets taken back by Oren. And um, when he goes back, we see Seymour come into the waiting room. And Seymour got a gun. Seymour's got a gun. Now we got to pay for that. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> oh, my question is, is, is he considered a masochist? Then? Yes. So it's a sadomasochist type of thing. Venus and yes. furs. It fits. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys could feel that eye roll, but I rolled my eyes. Um, so Arthur is enjoying the pain. Like Dude, this guy is rock creaming hard. in his pain. Yeah. yeah, he's rock hard. Um, he can... He can, he's like, he can cut glass with this Yeah. Thing. So, um, when he's enjoying it just a bit too much, um. Even, it's even too much for It's dentist. too much for Oren, and he tells him to get out. <laughs> it's like. So, he kicks him out. Only of, I can come in my, yeah. my office. So, he, um, 
he kicks Orin out and he sees Seymour in the the waiting room. The waiting room. Yeah. And it's it does he recognize him? No, it's not, not yet. clear it's that not, yeah. he doesn't recognize him until he's in the chair. So he he literally picks up Seymour yeah. and brings him into the examination room and, and he starts to look at his teeth yeah. and he says he's gonna use an antique drill on his mouth. And this is when he recognizes him. Um but he says he needs to get his giggle gas mask on. And we think, yeah, at first you think it's Seymour's like, oh, okay, that sounds fine. But then he gets him, he puts on this contraption. Yeah, this guy's huffing like fucking Frank Booth in Blue Velvet. And he gets really high and he's, and all of a sudden uh, Seymour pulls out the gun. Did you ever see Blue Velvet? No. Okay, never mind. And he pulls out the gun and he points it at Orem. And, Oren. Sorry, Oren. And he finds it, and Oren, who is very high, yeah. finds this all very funny. Yeah. And he's like, hold on, let me turn this gas off. But the knob breaks off. And Oren's like, hey, can you help me? Yeah, because he's kind of he's suffocating. He's I'll just, asphyxiate. asphyxiate yeah. And Seymour doesn't help him. And Oren's like, Oren asks, what did I ever do to you? And Seymour says, it's not, it's about what you did to her. Yeah. And he goes, oh her and then he dies which frankly he deserved it oh yeah <clears throat> but it looked very painful the way he went eh, um so, i've never asphyxiated yeah me neither well that's good and uh <laughs> we see seymour then dragging Oren's body through the streets very conspicuously yes um and he brings it to tuzi uh audrey too who's like Chop it. Oh, what was that? Chop it. I can't do it. He drop says, it, Seymour. He says chop it up. <laughs> oh, chop it. I thought he said drop. Chop it up. Because I, well, I, I was going to say the next scene is like. Chop. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Remember when I tried to do my uh, Mike Myers and it turned out to be like Ray Romano? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like that. <laughs> um, so Seymour drags the body back outside and he's got an axe and a newspaper. He's in the alley. Yes. And he's chopping it up. And we see Mushnik show up at the flower shop, and he sees Seymour chopping up Orange body. Basically. Yes, and then we see Seymour feeding Audrey too, and Audrey is loving it. Body parts. Yeah. Yeah. This is. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. I yeah. thought like I wasn't expecting to see like arms and legs. Yeah. So it's the next morning, and Seymour hears police chatter, and he looks outside, and he sees Audrey talking to two detectives. And he goes over and talks to Audrey and asks her what's going on. And Audrey's like, the cop said Orin disappeared. I'm sorry, what did she say? The cop said Orin disappeared, and they suspect foul play. Uh, The whole office was in shambles when the receptionist came to work today. I I love it, and but I hope everybody loves it too. Seymour comforts Audrey and is like, "But would it be so terrible if something had happened to him?" Oh, jeez, Audrey, would it be so terrible? And Audrey's like, "No, it would be a miracle." <laughs> but I've led a terrible life, and I deserved a man like Orin. And then we find out that she met him when she worked at The Gutter, which was a night spot she worked at to make extra money. And she wore, quote, cheap outfits. So I don't know if it's a strip club or a bar, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, she just didn't like that. I guess she yeah. just didn't like that. Life. Yeah. And Seymour tells her <clears throat> she has nothing to be ashamed of. She's a nice person who yeah. he respects. And they start to sing and they have a little kiss at the end. Hell yeah. Smooch it up. 
And Seymour walks back into the shop to a huge Audrey, too. And he goes downstairs to lay in bed. And Mushnick comes in. And he's like, oh, you love her madly, don't you? And Seymour gets scared because he didn't expect him to come down. He's like, ah! Um, (laughs) ah! That got tickled me, sorry. Um, So Mushnick's like, I saw what you did to Orin. And Seymour's like, I chopped him up, but I ain't killing him. I mean, technically, he's right. He's right. And Mushnick pulls out a gun, and he's like, "I'm. you're going to tell the police what happened. Um, and he walks him upstairs. He's like, I just need to know. He's like, oh, well, maybe we won't go to the police. Maybe I'll keep my mouth shut if I get and give you a one-way ticket out of town, and I keep Audrey, too. Mm. And Seymour's like, okay, just... Uh, or he he asked Seymour what the his secret to Audrey too is, yeah. and Seymour's like, you just have to feed it minerals and give it water on Thursdays. And he's kind of stalling, trying to figure out a plan. And all of a sudden, Audrey too just swallows yeah. Mushnick. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because you see his like legs kicking out of the mouth. Yeah. So then we get a montage, which everybody loves, and it's Seymour getting all of these covers of magazines, a gardening it's, it's, TV it's show. It's Joe Esposito's "You're the Best." Is it? No, oh. that's from Karate Kid. Oh, I've never seen Karate Kid. It doesn't matter. Is, it, is that "You're the Best"? All right. Yeah. I didn't know that was. I don't know who Joe Esposito is. I don't know. He him. sang "You're the Best." All right. <laughs> um so he's he's getting all of these job opportunities all of these you know things are happening and he comes into the flower shop and he's being interviewed by a tv network and audrey too uh topples over and uh seymour's like he needs she needs to be fed and i need to be left alone and he kind of screams at the the tv network people to get out and Audrey slaps him and she, she tells him he's being hysterical yeah. and he apologizes, but he runs out of the store and Audrey follows after him and she's like, look, it's okay. They're coming back with a check tomorrow. We, you can redo the interview then. And he says they could leave tomorrow together. And he asks her to marry him. And she says, sure, sure. And they oh hot dog. <laughs> she doesn't say that. Um, they go and they go to get ready because they're gonna get married tonight at City Hall. Yeah. So he gets himself ready and he tries to sneak out of the flower shop right. from Audrey too. But as he's turning the doorknob to leave, Audrey too says, "Feed me, Seymour." And they argue. Yeah. Um, and Seymour's like, I'll pick you up some ground beef, but that's it. And he leaves. Um, but while he's gone, Audrey, too, starts to grow. And she, I don't really, I don't know that Audrey, too, is supposed to have a gender. It's got a, ma- a, ma- a masculine yeah, it's, voice. It's a, gender- it's a genderless plant. It's, yeah, it's, it's got a masculine voice, but a feminine name. I, it's just because well, I've been using. Well, it's got a femi- feminine name because he gave it that name. I know, but I'm saying I've been using both genders to. Oh, just say they. Yeah, good point. Um, so Audrey uses the vines to move themselves to the center of the room. Yes. And uses the vines to place a phone call. Well, actually get money from the cash <laughs> register yeah, yeah. and then use the pay phone yeah. to um, call, place a phone call to Audrey. And he sings to her in the phone and she, Audrey thinks it's Seymour. 
and she looks across the way and sees that it's Audrey too, and she's like, "Oh my god, Blanche using a phone!" So she, <laughs> holy shit, hot dog. Um, so she comes to the store, that was, and she, that was a good hot dog. Thank you. And she's like, "I don't believe it." Yeah. Um, and Audrey too's like, "I need some water," and starts. Uh, and as Audrey goes to get some water for the plant. Audrey too starts wrapping uh their starts wrapping. their vines around yeah. Audrey and it's about to eat her and Seymour comes back in and Audrey is halfway into Audrey Two's mouth. Yeah. And um Seymour wrestles with Audrey Two and is able to get Audrey one yeah. out. And he's like, I'm so sorry, um, He's like, I, you start. I you started to like me, and I got more famous. Uh, at, no, he's like, I'm so sorry that, about this. Yeah, you started to like me as I got more famous, and I just kept going with it. And Audrey tells him that I liked you since the day I met you. Did we skip over the Jim Belushi camel? No. Okay. This is okay. where. So, um, he. And he's like, okay, well, we're going to get out of here and I'll get you that little house in suburbia that you want. And all of a sudden, this is where a man named Patrick Martin walks up. And this is Jim Belushi. The lesser of the Belushis. It's Jim Belushi. The one that's alive. Yeah. Um, The one who had the sex cult. Did Jim Belushi have a sex cult? No, it was like a cult of people who... I, I, I heard it somewhere. I'll look it up. He doesn't have a cult, but it's like a Jim Belushi cult. No, why would anyone be in a Jim Belushi I don't cult? Know. I, I might be making it up. Um, so he's he works for um, a place called World Botanical Enterprises, and they want to propagate Audrey too and sell uh, the type of plant that Audrey too is across the nation. And Audrey and Seymour are both horrified. And Patrick pulls out a contract, and Seymour yells at him, and he tells him to get out of there. Um, and Patrick's like, all right, fine. I'll come back when you're in a better mood. And Seymour and Audrey decide, realize that they need to destroy Audrey too. And Seymour's like, I'll handle it. I want you to wait for me. Right. I found what what? I was referring to. What was it? Okay. So Jim Belushi, uh, this is from an article, uh, from actually cultnews.com. Oh. Uh, now I'm on a list. Uh, Jim Belushi, sitcom star of the show, according to Jim. I wouldn't say star. He kind of sucks at everything. Well, he was a star of the show, I know. according it was to a jo- Jim. It was a joke. Um, is out hawking a book titled Real Men Don't Apologize, but the book in Belushi's philosophy is largely based upon the views of a controversial weekend seminar guru with a quote-unquote cult following named Justin Sterling. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. That's okay. What, yeah, that's what I was referring so to. So not actually a cult. But um, the guy, yeah. So <laughs> Seymour leaves Audrey outside and um, goes back into the flower shop and says, um, set, talks to Audrey too and is like, well, you wanted world conquest, didn't you? And Audrey too is like, no shit, Sherlock. And this is where Audrey gets their song, and they start singing, You Don't Know What You're Messing With, and all of these little Audreys start blooming off of the vines, yeah. and we find out um, Audrey is a mean green mother from outer space, and Seymour points the gun at him, but Audrey too grabs it out of Seymour's hands and starts shooting at Seymour. And Seymour's trying to get the upper hand, but keeps getting... in. Inter- 
they can't because Audrey too has like a million vines. Yeah. So Audrey too traps him in the building while Aud- while Audrey is busting through the ceiling and laughing. Mm-hmm. And Seymour's hand, so it's like exploding the. Building. The building. Yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> Seymour's hand is able to pull through, pull up through the rubble, and using a loud, a downed live wire, electrocutes Audrey too yeah. until it explodes. Yeah. You look like you're about to say something. No, I have some trivia about that Green Mother from Outer, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space song. Okay. Um, it was uh, it's the first Oscar-nominated song to contain profanity. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that it? Um, I mean, it says, as a result, when the song was performed at the Oscar ceremony by Levi Stubbs of the Four Tops. Oh, we didn't mention, he's from the Four Tops. Yes. Uh, Levi Stubbs of the Four Tops. It was edited, replacing the more risque lyrics with lyrics cut from the final film, though included on the film soundtrack. Cool. So, it's a... <laughs> you seem unimpressed. Well, you're telling me that they censored a song for television? That's not that exciting. No, what's cool is that it's the first Oscar-nominated song to have profanity. In it. I know, but then you just went on to tell me that they censored it for TV. Well, you said, is there any more? And I read more. <laughs> okay. Don't ask for more if you don't want more. So Audrey 2 explodes, and Seymour runs... Um, About to explode or, with anger. So <laughs> Seymour walks out of the rubble... Um, to Audrey, who is waiting across the street, and they embrace. And then we cut to them walking across the lawn to their perfect little perfect suburban little house. suburban home. But there's one little Audrey two plant in their front garden. Yeah, and that's the movie. That's it. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's not a short movie, but with the music interludes in between, it kind of makes it like a really short tight story yeah it's almost like um we should watch more musicals <laughs> so did you see about what the original ending was that they cut no do you have a so trivia for that there was a different uh 23 minute ending that's based on the original musical where does it start uh, i'm gonna tell you cool i can't wait um but the audiences at the preview screening didn't react positively to it. Oh, is it because uh, she ended up with Ducky? Can I finish? <laughs> that was a reference to... Uh, was that a... Pretty in Pink reference. Why? Because uh, the original ending of Pretty in Pink was she ended up with Ducky and the, the test audience didn't like it. Oh, well, I don't like Molly Ringworm, so... <laughs> so in I the... love Molly Ringworm. <laughs> in the cut ending the plant attacks audrey and in the process it reveals to audrey that it also ate orin and mr mushnick Mm -hmm. and when seymour comes in and pulls her from its jaws it's too late and she's mortally wounded oh geez um and as she's dying she tells him what the plant said about orin and mushnick and seymour confesses that he fed them to the plant Audrey requests that Seymour feed her to the plant, too, so that Seymour can earn the success he deserves, and in a way, she'll always be with him. Hmm. And after fulfilling her dying wish, Seymour attempts suicide by jumping off the roof of the building, only to be stopped by Patrick Martin, Jim Belushi's character. Martin offers to reproduce and sell Audrey 2s and has already grown a smaller Audrey 2 from the cuttings he harvested earlier. He also warns Seymour that his consent is not necessary as plants are considered to be in the public domain. <laughs> so Seymour, realizing Audrey 2 is planning global domination, he climbs down from the root, 
roof resolute to destroy the plant and returning to the shop he confronts and tries to kill audrey too and and audrey too tears down the shop fishes him from the rubble and eats him alive the plant then spits out seymour's glasses and laughs victoriously um the three chorus girls appear in front of a large american flag and tell how audrey two buds became a worldwide consumer craze the buds grew into an army of monstrous plants who began to take over the earth and it shows giant audrey two plants are shown destroying cities toppling buildings as well as eating people the united states army attempts to fight the bulb the attempts to fight the buds as they ascend the Statue of Liberty, and Audrey 2 eventually busts through the movie screen and presumably eats the viewers. I really like that. Yeah. I really like that ending. They should have did that ending. But, you know. Everybody wants a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, well, what would you prefer, the one you got or that one? I mean, I th- I'd, I'd like... I'd, I'm wondering if um, there's a... Okay, so you can get the director's cut. So oh, so I've... it was all filmed and everything. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So I'd like to see it. I would too. I think I would. Pro- I would buy this movie if, yeah. if that was available. If that ending was with it. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun movie, right? Yeah, I you enjoyed know, it. It's a laugh riot. It. Oh, it is a laugh riot. Yeah, I was. I was laughing. <laughs> um, what did you think about the movie? I thought it was great. It was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, I have a couple trivia's. Who did you like the most? Oh, I liked us. Seymour. So, before I get into the last couple trivias I have, my, what I thought of this movie before seeing it. Yeah. I always thought the plant was obsessed with Seymour. Oh. And they had a little will they, won't they? No, no, no. What was I, what was I, let me, it was jealous of Seymour. Ah. Or jealous of Audrey. Oh. And like. It was killing, it was like killing people because it was jealous of Audrey, oh. Audrey Uno. Yeah. But I was way wrong. Yeah, as usual. Uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I have, so, this is pretty funny. As part of the promotion. <laughs> this is pretty funny. <laughs> so, as part of the pr- film's promotion, the Audrey 2 plant was occasionally interviewed in character by the press. Okay. On at least one occasion, the interview concluded with Audrey 2 eating the interview. Oh, I like that. It is pretty cool. I like that. Um, also, the Greek choir. Yeah. Um, they Frank Oz originally wanted them in uh, to be highlighted by a spotlight whenever they appeared. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was impractical because the light would spill over onto other actors. Oh, okay. But he did magically have them rem- have them magically remain dry during the rainstorm in the title number. Yeah, did you notice that? I didn't. Oh. But there's a lot going on in those singings. Yeah, you know. Uh, the di- the dentist's office was originally more grungy and blood splattered. Oh. But it didn't go over well with test audiences. I think that would work well with the ending that it has. Yeah. Like that aesthetic yeah. if they kept the original ending. Grungy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the set was cleaned up and reshot for the final film. Okay. Uh, oh, Bill Murray's scene was mostly uh, improvised. Improvised. I yeah. can see that. Bill Murray's wait- scenes in the waiting room was not was filmed as scripted, but there were virtually no written dialogue when his character got into the dentist chair. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a little trivia. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I would definitely, like I said, I would watch this again. 
Wow, and Emily pick that you like. Oh, stop. There's plenty of Emily picks. I know. I'm just joshing. You you dingbat. Well, do you want to tell them what I have coming Uh, up next? You didn't say, well, you were going to, if you were going to watch it again. Oh, of course. It's got everything I want. It's got plants. It's got puppets. The plant is a puppet. It's got Frank Oz. It's got Rick Moranis. It's got Audrey. Uh, It's got singing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I. You okay? A, a frog in my throat. Oh. Um. Yeah. So we are doing seven next. Ooh. Have you? I, I haven't seen this movie in at least. I tried to watch it a few months ago. Well, we tried together to watch. Oh, right. But yeah. it was we were both like not into it, and it's really dark. That's the one thing I'm not looking forward to is how visually dark it is. Yeah. So we're probably gonna have to watch it at night with the lights off because we get a nice glare on the screen. Yeah. During the day. Because um, of our windows, yeah. But yeah, we're doing seven... I haven't seen this in probably 20 years. Yeah. No, how old am I? I don't know. I'm 17... No, I'm What 37. year did it come out? I want to say 95, 97. 95! Yeah. yeah. Damn, I'm good. So I've... Yeah, I'd say 15 to 20 years I haven't seen it. So, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I remember... So, when I worked at a video store in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. we had hanging from the ceiling. It was a promotional thing. It was the actual. It was an actual, like, box with, like, hair glued inside of it really? coming out of it. That's crazy. And it was, like, hanging from the ceiling. Because, you know, it was, like, a promotional thing. You, like... Yeah. You get... You yeah. Know, yeah. We're all send, familiar. Send out to yeah. videos. It was so cool. I wanted... I don't, like... And then our uh, store is bought out by Movie Gallery. Okay. And I don't know what happened to it. It was so cool. Yeah, the only bummer is that we'll have to watch a movie with um, fucking... Gwyneth Paltrow? No, uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Spacey uh, or seeing anything with Kevin Spacey. I haven't seen anything lately with Kevin Spacey, so... Yeah, me neither, but um, I guess we will. Yeah, um, but yeah, this was... Uh, a fun movie to watch. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell them where they can find us at? No. It's my birthday month. I don't have to do what I don't want to do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find us on the World Wide Web at We Are Horrified, or no, yeah, We Are Horrified Podcast.com. Wow. I know. I usually have, that's why I have you say it. I get so flustered in my brain. Oh, okay. Um, we Are Horrified Podcast.com. And you can find links to our socials, all of our links to where to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. Um, really appreciate that. It'll get us out to more listeners. Mm-hmm. And we have a link to our Tee Public, yeah. where we have four designs that you can get on pretty much anything they have to offer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they usually, they have sales pretty frequently, so if it's too much for you at one time, check back. Yeah. It'll, there's always sales going on. And always they're pretty, sales. They're, they're pretty good. And we get a percentage of every sale that we put towards our show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's about it. We'll see you in two weeks with seven. And don't forget, my birthday's coming up, so wish me a happy birthday. You want me to give them out our, our home address so they can send us stuff yeah please so they can send me um a singing telegram oh do they do that anymore i don't know so i don't know if this 
I used to when I, my dad my dad lives in Philadelphia, and when I was younger, we would drive to, when my he would pick us up. We would drive past this place, uh-huh. and it had. It had on, on the signs about telegrams. Oh. Something about telegrams. And I can't remember. Are you telling it, me there was an old sign in Philadelphia? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, it looked like it was like a telegram kind of like service. Is that. I can't. I got to tell you, your stories today are not doing it. But that it just reminded me of it. Oh, okay. What uh, you want me to have? You want me to have like uh, awesome stories every time? Yeah. Oh, well. Well, maybe for seven he'll have thought of something with a good punchline. Well, I already thought I already had the good story about the hair in the box. Yeah, and you the... used it. <laughs> Fuck. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see you in two weeks. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.